0: You're wearing all the hats, and sometimes you're not going to be the best person to do that. In some cases, you can't afford to hire someone on to do those things. So you do have to put time in to learn. So if you can learn the basics to get you through, that's all you need to do.
1: The GenTech Podcast discussing business, investing, and marketing Hey guys, welcome back to the GenTech Podcast, bringing you valuable and inspirational discussion with top business owners. Today we have on Taylor Dunworth, founder of The Sunshine Creative and Tay Dunworth. Super excited to talk to her today about her two very unique businesses. And Taylor, thank you so much for being on the podcast.
0: Absolutely, I'm so excited to be here and to be able to share about The Sunshine Creative
1: and Tay Dunworth with you. Of course, so I see that these are both um, local businesses right there in st petersburg but are you from tampa originally or when did you come to tampa
0: i'm actually not from tampa like many floridians these days i migrated down for warmer weather i came from the midwest in indiana indianapolis specifically is where i spent a lot of my time i grew up a little bit closer to kentucky i moved to tampa specifically in 2017 and then moved over from Tampa to St. Petersburg in 2018.
1: So both of your businesses are, you know, very creative. You have Tay Dunworth where you're making handmade women's accessories and then you have the Sunshine Creative where you're able to definitely use your creativity when helping business owners with their um, photography and branding. So where did you find, you know, this sense of Creation and wanting to really express your creativity.
0: Yeah, growing up, I always just had a knack for creating. I remember when I was younger, I wanted to illustrate books. That was, you know, my first foray into the creative space. And as I got older, I started to learn more about. Less traditional forms of being a creative person. So, um, digital art being one of them. And that's where I fell in love with photography. I got my first professional camera when I was a senior in high school. And I was taking my fellow classmates' senior pictures and shooting weddings as a side shooter for the woman who did my senior photos to where. At that point, I knew photography was always going to play a very large role in my creative life. But then when I got to college, I started as an art and design major, but wanted to get beyond that traditional art aspect, like I was saying. So I found out about digital media production, and that's when I really fell in love with doing uh, design and doing branding and digital advertising, anything in the digital space, really, that was creative. But then um, a few years ago, I just started thinking back to traditional, but in a non- in a a non-traditional sense, to types of art, sewing. And I wanted to be able to create from absolutely nothing into something tangible. And um, so that's how I moved into the sewing side of things as well.
1: I love that you're able to, you know, really utilize your creativity in both your businesses. And I also saw that Tay Dunworth actually has a really interesting story that you were dealing with, you know, chronic migraines. And that's how you had this idea to create comfortable comfortable hair accessories so can you talk a little bit more about that
0: absolutely so yeah i have chronic migraines i've been working through that with different medications and different you know yoga meditation all these different ways to really calm my body but at the same time a lot of it was happening from a physical standpoint of wearing headbands i've always loved hair accessories wearing my hair up and messy buns all kinds of things but Pulling on any area through there just makes migraines and headaches worse. So so many of the headbands I was finding at the big box stores weren't really constructed well. No matter what the price was, they didn't have a whole lot of padding or anything to really be comfortable for all day wear. So that's when I started experimenting with my own patterns and trying to find ways to work extra padding in. So right behind the ears here, it wasn't going to be this just like, pressure point constantly being pushed on by your hair accessory. So um, I started making them just for myself, but then realized how much that affects so many other people who don't even have migraines. Someone who wants to wear a headband doesn't want to have to take it off after 45 minutes of wearing it through their work day. They want to be able to wear it all day. So that's when I started sharing my creations with everyone else through Tay Dunworth.
1: I love that you were able to really see that problem and come up with that solution because, I mean, as a female, I completely agree with what you're saying. I don't get migraines, but it still bothers me. So it's awesome that you were able to really see that and, you know, use your creativity to make Tay Dunworth. So how long ago did you start that business?
0: I started it in 2019. I believe it was 2019. Yeah, I think I'm coming on three years now. Four? I'm <laughs> math. <laughs> but I started it a little bit before, like many home businesses. Now, uh, a little bit before the pandemic, I was starting to experiment with sewing. And then when everything went fully remote, that's when I had so much time to start playing with my sewing machine and testing everything out that way and jump fully into it.
1: Definitely. And then at what time did you start the Sunshine Creative? Sunshine Creative was
0: quite a bit later, so that would have been in 2020. I believe I started playing around with um, friends who needed, who were starting their own small businesses, but needed their own branding as well. Many of my friends have seen me as the creative person to go to for things like that. And I realized after working on a few things for friends that branding was a real passion for me so i started initially just with visual branding and with logos and fonts color palettes setting all of those up for friends and then clients eventually too But then more recently, I've added on photography as an option as well. I've been doing my own product photography and headshots for Tay Dunworth for so long. So, you know, I have the backdrops. I have the setups and the props to do so much of those things to where it just felt natural to add that on as an additional service through the Sunshine Creative. Outside of business needs for um, photography, I'm also doing a lot of family photo shoots and you know, styled shoots, content creator shoots, a little bit of everything, but my specialty does lie in a more branded content set of things.
1: And where have you seen like the importance of branding and how, you know, the sunshine creative has really helped these companies take off with this cohesive branding. Cause as a small business, um, I think it is so true. That's something people might not think about like, Oh, I really need to have like a logo and colors to really stick to. So people recognize my brand. So where have you seen, you know, branding go in this industry?
0: Yeah. You kind of said it best there just with the word cohesive. So many people who start a business, you know, you have to wear all the hats when you're starting your own small business, but there comes a point when you have to realize you're not the best person to be wearing that hat for your
1: small business.
0: And branding is one of those that I think people tend to overlook because I will see a brand who's doing a business, it's doing a wonderful job with their products and services, but you look at their social media and there's no cohesiveness whatsoever. And it's because they have no sense of brand. And it makes me think, wow, you could be reaching so many more people and creating a much more loyal following and audience if you had that cohesive branding. Because through that, you're going to get brand recognition and you're going to look so much more professional. I see so many, especially handmade small businesses, doing the absolute no-nos with branding. And it hurts because, like I said, their products are amazing, but they could compete with some of the largest names if they just had a better logo, a better understanding of what their brand actually is visually and from an emotional connection standpoint to their target client audience too.
1: And I like that you said the no-no's of branding. So what are some no-no's of branding that you would tell a small business owner, you know, not to do?
0: I think um, one of my, two of my favorite no-no's I see. The first is if I can tell you what font you're using in your logo, that's probably not a good thing. (laughs) Because you want to be unique, you want to stand out. If I see that you're using Times New Roman or another Big One's Lobster 2, the succursive one that everyone uses, and I know I have a much larger uh, mental library of font names, (laughs) but... The average person shouldn't be able to identify that because if they've already seen it, what makes you unique in that standpoint? You know, Um, you want to stand out and seem much more custom in those scenarios. The other one I see is um, when brands are using raster images in their logos. And that's going to sound like, what to most people? What does raster mean? So there are two different types of images and graphics that exist. There's raster and vector. Raster is going to be more of like your photo based graphics that when they scale large or small, they don't retain their quality. Whereas a vector is something that's a little more um, shape based and it will retain its quality as it's scaled or um, taken down to a smaller size. So I'll see brands for an example, put like a glitter gold foil on their font their text for their brand name and that's going to be a raster image it's not going to scale you're not going to be able to translate that into um something on a apparel tag or something that's printed very nicely it just won't translate so seeing those types of things is kind of like a little cringe moment for me you know (laughs) because there are ways to take that same feel And not put it in your logo and have it as an accent for your brand, but not make it the focus. So um, it's something that I I see as kind of an amateur starting out mistake that's made that can be easily rectified once you talk to a branding expert.
1: Definitely. And I think branding, like once you really get into it and you start like improving your branding, you really see how important it is and how much, you know, you should have been focusing on it before, because it really does help other people recognize your business. And you know, that's what you want. You want to improve your reach and engagement. You want people to remember you. So I think that's so awesome that the Sunshine Creative is able to really help small businesses do that. And I want to ask what was your you know, first really objective when you first founded the Sunshine Creative, like what was your mission?
0: My mission really was helping women led small businesses flourish because I'm in a space of working with so many small businesses day to day, whether I'm online in the different Facebook groups I'm a part of or working at a market surrounded by other business owners. And I see what they have and I see that I can offer some really good help in those spaces. So that's what really pushed me to start it. And, um, there's everyone has questions within that. And knowing that I too am a small business owner I've been through it and I can help them keep everything on track with what they need in their small business, but also elevate it because of my expertise within branding.
1: Yeah. I was going to say like having Tate Dunworth and the sunshine creative, you can really show that these small business owners like you've done it and you're kind of like a business coach in that sense because you can really help them along their journey with their small business because you know you've really been through it and and what other ways have you been able to connect those two businesses like help each other
0: yeah absolutely i mean you said it in a sense with the business coach aspect one of the services i offer through the sunshine creative is an audit so it's not something that you have to hop right in and Use me to make all of your changes. I can coach you through what is going wrong right now, what is going right, and how you can get everything on a level playing field to stand out but still stay true to your brand. And then when it comes to combining what I'm doing from Tay Dunworth over to the Sunshine Creative, I am my own best portfolio piece at the end of the day. You know, my product photography for Tay Dunworth is what I can show as knowing the brand and being able to take photos that complement the brand because my photos for tay dunworth could look totally different than what someone else's brand needs i'm going to use softer tones and more warmth in my photos but some other brand might have a totally different feel. And that's where I need to use my branding expertise to be able to bring that in to the photos as well. People tend to forget that your brand isn't just your logo and what colors you're using. It comes down to how you visually portray your business and your products all across the board. And that includes your photos that you're posting on Instagram.
1: And I do want to ask, so, you know, you started Tate Dunworth and then a year or two later, you started the sunshine creative. So if you want to tell us or tell our listeners a little bit more about when you first started, maybe how you first started to get, you know, the first customer because sometimes it can be really hard in the beginning to start scale, scaling and start getting customers. So what are some things that you did to start attracting people to your business?
0: Do you mean this from the um, attracting to Tay Dunworth or attracting to the sunshine creative?
1: Um, we could do Tay Dunworth first. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So um, initially I started with Etsy for scaling my business and I recommend that to anyone who is doing any sort of handmade piece, whether you are making hair accessories or even if you are doing digital art, I highly recommend starting with Etsy because they're already giving you a warm market because people are coming straight to Etsy because they want to shop and they want to buy something. Etsy's also handling a lot of the SEO for you and they're placing ads for you too across the board on different social media platforms. Now I don't recommend staying on Etsy the whole time because eventually you do need to have your own standalone brand beyond Etsy and you wanna be in control of your business completely across the board and not have Etsy running everything, but that creates the challenge of having to direct your own traffic to your own website, whereas Etsy's handling so much of that for you out of the gate and allowing you to create those lasting customer relationships through their rating system and through being able to show up in their search results by having quality product. And then from the Sunshine Creative side of things, a lot of it was friend referrals. And I think that goes across the board with almost any business you start. Friends and family are always going to be the ones who are noticing first and telling other people about your work as well. So I've had, um, Some of my clients come through friends who are um, web developers who are working on websites for clients. And they've said they really need a brand refresh. Please just do an audit with them and try and get them on, on your side of what needs done. And that's, Audits always work when people realize, wow, I did not know I was doing this much wrong, you know. Um, So those types of referrals and then friends who are starting out their businesses. And, you know, I think some of it, too, is them seeing what I've done with Tay Dunworth, them getting inspired to say, oh, I know someone who started a small business. I can do it, too. And I know someone who can help me get it off and running, whether it's from the small business side of things or the branding side.
1: And what advice would you have to any small business owners who are first starting out and, you know, trying to attract those customers?
0: I think really figuring out who your customer is. I mean, you can't, you can't be everything to everyone and you have to figure out who your market is. Sitting down and getting specific and getting kind of weird about it of like naming who that client is, what age range are they? What are their interests? What? social platforms are they on the most? What attracts their attention and where else do they shop? Figuring out those things and being able to um, use that to guide the choices you make is super useful because if your target client is on Pinterest four hours out of the day, why are you spending your time posting Facebook ads? You know, figuring those types of things out are what's really going to help you narrow down who you want seeing your stuff and creating those conversions along the way, because you're exactly what they were looking for.
1: Definitely. And I kind of want to talk a little bit more about Etsy. How are you able to take, you know, all those clients you got off Etsy and try to convert them into your clients and, and get them to your website? How were you able to do that?
0: Yeah, that can be really tricky because Etsy does have terms of service where you can't directly, you know, reach out to them and say, hey, I've switched my website. Come on over here now and don't shop on Etsy. You know, you can't do that because Etsy can shut your shop down. And that goes back to what I was saying about You know, you want to own every aspect of your business and having Etsy control, majority of it isn't sustainable long term if they want to shut your shop down. So um, one of the best ways I've found to convert my clients has been through um, every single order, putting a little card in to the order that says, thanks for your purchase. Here's a promo code to use on your next purchase at TayDumworth.com. That promo code is only valid on TayDumworth.com not on Etsy. So this way they are seeing, oh, taydenworth.com. Let me go to that next time. Or they might've forgotten, you know, even where they purchased it the first time finding my shop on Etsy. This way they have a tangible piece that says exactly where to go with that promo code there. And they can come find my stuff there too.
1: Yeah. I think that is um, such a great way to definitely keep those conversions. And in a way that follows those guidelines. (laughs) And I do want to ask, um what were some challenges that you faced at the start of your career you can either say for either company but at the start of becoming a business owner what are some challenges that you faced and then how did that what lessons have you learned from them
0: I think the biggest thing for me has been financing with everything and when I say that I mean the accounting side of things and keeping track of you know information for taxes all of that I mentioned that you have to wear every single hat as a small business owner. And sometimes you're not the best person to be wearing that hat. And I've learned that that's the space for me that I don't need to be wearing that hat, but I still am because I'm so new in my business and being able to afford someone to handle all of that can be pretty pricey right now. So, um, One of the biggest mistakes I made in the beginning was not really even keeping track of how much I was spending versus how much was coming in. I was just buying all the fabric that I loved and I was making things and putting it up for sale and not necessarily having sales come through because I didn't understand how all of Etsy's search terms worked initially. So I was buying, 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 and I still have some of that fabric from when I started in my office now, still needing to even be cut. You know, I just got too excited. And financially, that's not a great decision for starting your business out. I didn't set a certain amount of money aside. I didn't really have a plan or anything. I just got excited and hopped in. And that's kind of my personality in the first place, to where I think that's the same for a lot of creatives. We're not necessarily the type to sit down and figure out all the actual reality of things. So um, now, fortunately, I've shifted into using um, QuickBooks to keep track of everything for me of what I am actually purchasing through a business credit card and checking account and being able to see what sales are coming in to see, you know, what's my debt to income ratio with all of this, but numbers are not my specialty. So I, if you can afford it, I recommend having someone else take that on for you. But if you can't, QuickBooks is a fantastic place to be so you can actually see how you're doing financially right in front of you. They do a lot of the work for you.
1: And I I love how you say, you know, as a business owner, you really are wearing all those hats. Like you are all those teams and it can definitely be hard. So what other skills have you found super vital to being a business owner?
0: Social media. And I will still say I'm not fantastic at it, you know. Um, That's one of the reasons I don't offer that as a service (laughs) through the Sunshine Creative because it's so quickly changing, you know. One app might be doing one thing one day and the next there's this hot new thing you need to be focusing on. And as a small business owner, you don't have that time to dedicate every single day to figure those things out. So I've been trying to put more time into my day to figure out, what works best for my type of customer? Like I said, what platforms are they spending their the most of their time on? And um, even learning things such as being able to do more video based content, since that's really what's being promoted across the board, whether it's TikTok or Instagram and Facebook too. With Facebook owning Instagram, you know uh, the video based content is what's huge. So having to teach yourself those skills and how to do it properly but also in an efficient way to where you can crank out content regularly has been very very difficult but something that's so important if you're trying to reach an audience that exists there.
1: Definitely it is so important to, you know, stay on top of social media trends, which platforms are really working right now and like you said which platforms your audience is on. But it is crazy because you know being a business owner you are also a content creator and you have to really keep up with new trends and the only way to do that is really being on social media a lot so that's why you know a lot of times as a business owner when people do have enough money that's when they start delegating and outsourcing those type of tasks because they can definitely be very time consuming and i think we all know that but (laughs) what are some you know self-improvement tips that you have for business owners you know maybe watch videos or take courses how do you keep improving and learning yeah,
0: I actually like to spend a lot of time looking at what my competitors are doing, and I know in some some cases that's not the best because you don't want to one steal what they're doing. Two, you don't want to feel bad about yourself because they're doing something better than you. So, um, for example, someone I consider a competitor isn't a direct competitor to me. Anthropology and Free People; those brands in particular are the ones I pay attention to because their clientele is similar to mine but they're also selling a lot more than just what i do so that's where i'm able to like not directly copy what they're doing but seeing how they're doing these things and what i can take as inspiration for all of that. I also spend a lot of time on Pinterest. I'm always looking at different ways that people are showcasing their products. Headbands are an interesting one, scrunchies too, on how to do product photography because you want to show them off, but not focus too much on the model. And you know, but you need to show how they're worn. There's a lot of fine lines there. So Pinterest really helps me. Um be able to find new ideas for myself too. And then the last self-improvement tip I have is more of a mental focus one. I always try to remember that a bad day is just a bad day. It's not a bad week. It's not a bad month. It's not a bad year, not a bad life. It's one day you're going to have them. You can't have your best day every single day. It's just, it's impossible. So when you have those days where your sewing machine gets stuck and you have to spend hours cleaning it out that you didn't anticipate, now you're behind on an order, it's fine. It's one day you're going to get better as it goes on. So mentally having that fortitude to know it's okay. It's going to be fine is huge because when you're the sole person in charge of so much it can feel like the world is over but it's not it's one bad day
1: yeah i love all three of those so just to go over those again that was pinterest keeping up with your competitors and you know having that mental strength And I love that you said the competitors. I do think that is such a great way to improve because you need to see what other people are doing. And that's how most people get their ideas. You know, you have to see what other people are doing, you know, tweak it, make it your own, see what's trending. And I think that is such a great way for businesses to continually keep improving and learning. And I want to really now get deeper into social media. I know we started talking about it a little bit, but what platforms are um tay dunworth and the sunshine creative on like what works for you what doesn't
0: yeah the big ones for me are um pinterest and instagram both sides facebook a lot more for um uh, tay dunworth mostly because and this is probably just unique to my situation most of my family is on Facebook, and anytime I post anything on there, they're all resharing it. <laughs> so, oh, it's you know, I think. place to be, yeah. Family free. Is a supporter on Facebook. Free marketing, I'll take it. You know, <laughs> so, I wouldn't say that my target demographic is on Facebook, but like I said, it's free marketing in that sense because my family's so supportive. Um, I know that I need to spend more time on TikTok. That's something that I haven't had the time. To focus on as much you mentioned, you know, when business owners start to have that, that influx of cash, that's something they tend to hire out. That's number one on my list for what I would like to do next is having someone be a social media manager for me and helping with that content creation. I'm trying to focus more on scheduling my posts ahead of time and spending a full day creating content to be able to, you know, batch out. But um, TikTok, I need to do more of Pinterest is very big for the sunshine creative because so many people are looking for small business tips on there and people respond very well to i don't know if i'd necessarily say listicles but you know five ways to improve your small businesses brand that shows up a lot better on pinterest than it does on other platforms because visually those are the types of things people expect to see there whereas from an Instagram or TikTok standpoint, those then need to be reels or TikTok videos in that sense. So like I said, my time frame hasn't allowed me to do as much there, but Pinterest works really, really well when it comes to a static post related to those things linking out to a blog.
1: Completely agree. Pinterest is such a great search platform, especially for you know the type of industry that you are in. So agree with that sometimes it is just easier to make that static image versus you know when it's five things to do whatever you have to make that a video on instagram Mm -hmm. so it's huge on instagram right now converting all of your content into that short form video because that's really what's going to get your reach but again super time consuming and a bunch (laughs) of business owners are definitely dealing with that right now and i also kind of want to talk about like your product photography. So, you know, what's really the importance in having good product photography when trying to sell these products, these small businesses, you know?
0: Yeah. So, um, it's generally the first thing people see with e-commerce and especially during the pandemic, you know, not to keep harping back on that, but that's how everyone was doing their shopping was e-commerce. You couldn't go in and actually purchase something in a store for the longest time. So, Everybody is doing e-commerce, so your competitors just increased by so much because you can't do an in-store view of your item. People can't come in and try on my headbands. They can't feel the fabric and see how it's going to look on them, so I need to be able to attract them immediately as they're scrolling on Etsy of a ton of pictures of headbands. Why would mine stand out more than someone else's? Well... It could be because I'm showing it on someone and they can envision that, oh, I have curly hair too. That's how it looks on someone with curly hair. Perfect. That's perfect for me. Or, wow, this is a really professional looking photo. I'm on Etsy and I know sometimes, you know, with it handmade, you don't know the quality. But that, that looks professional and so well done. That can also pull someone in. So it's not only just trying to attract their eye, but creating these thoughts in their head too that go along with convincing them that your product is going to be the best option for them.
1: Definitely. And like you said, it's been super important in the past few years to have that clear image and really show these products to the best of your ability online, because having that in store, it wasn't possible for a really long time. So I love that you mentioned that. I want to ask what methods do you use to promote your business? So using any advertising or, you know, boosting, what do you really use to get your business and your products out
0: there? Yeah. So I use, um, Etsy ads, they'll place them for you. Uh, They can be a little tricky. So I turn them on and off. I don't have them on regularly, but, um, another big thing for me has just been word of mouth. I do a lot of markets in the area and um, it's not market season for us right now because in Florida it is summer is not the time to do a market. Um, But during the market season, you meet so many different people, whether it's another small business owner or people coming in to check out what you're doing, who will also share information about what you're doing. Um, Instagram's been huge for me for marketing. I found a lot of different partners through there for collaborations with other small businesses doing headbands with their fabric to match the clothing that they sell to just through hashtags, you know? Um, and then lastly, it's kind of marketing, but it's also not fair is a wholesale uh, platform that I use. And it's a curated selection of handmade makers or businesses to be able to go and find for, um, stocking their boutiques their stores anything along those lines and I've been able to stand out quite a bit there in my category for hair accessories because it's not that full other than you know your basic scrunchies but I've been able to create some really lasting relationships by having my products there
1: too that's awesome and what do you think the importance is of social media to your business
0: I think it really expands my reach because I mentioned doing markets well Maybe I'll have a few people who are here on vacation from the Northeast or the Pacific Northwest who I wouldn't normally reach because they're just here on vacation. But for the most part, it's going to be people from Tampa Bay. So if I'm only doing things in person at markets, I'm missing a whole segment of the world who could still be interested in my products by being able to use hashtags and post on different platforms I can get attention from so many different people who I would never expect. Anytime I get an order that's out of the U.S., I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's so exciting because how on earth did they find me? And it's fun to go back and look to see, you know, the way that they managed to get to my products and see that I do have a product for them, even though they're so far away from me.
1: And one last question for you to wrap the podcast up. What's the biggest takeaway that you hope our listeners learn from this podcast?
0: Oh my gosh, I would say the biggest thing is understanding what you are good at and knowing when to ask for help. I didn't go too much into that with everything, but I mentioned, you know, you're wearing all the hats and sometimes you're not going to be the best person to do that. In some cases, you can't afford to hire someone on to do those things. So you do have to put time in to learn. So if you can learn the basics to get you through That's all you need to do, but understanding at the end of the day, I'm not going to be the best at this, but I'm going to do my best until I can get someone who is the best at this to take that on because mentally you will just drain yourself. If you're always upset that you can't handle every single aspect of being a business owner. So that's not what it's about.
1: Well, Taylor, thank you so much for being on our podcast. We really loved having you on. Where can our listeners connect with you online?
0: Yeah, you can connect with Tay Dunworth at TayDunworth.com, or you can find me on Instagram at Tay Dunworth. Same for TikTok and Facebook. All the handles are the same for those. For The Sunshine Creative, you can find me at thesunshinecreative.com. On Instagram, it is the.sunshine.creative. With periods in between each letter, or not each letter, each word. There, um, so yeah, I would love to connect with anyone and everyone, and help you either find your new favorite hair accessory or talk with you about improving your brand.
1: And my name is Naja Sasa, and you can find us at, at Gen Tech Marketing on all social media platforms. Taylor, thank you again, and we'll see you guys next week.